Act Three of the Master Builder by Henrik Ibsen, translated by Edmund Gossy, eighteen forty nine to nineteen twenty eight, and William Archer. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Act Three. The large, broad veranda of Zolnis's dwelling house, part of the house with outer door leading to the veranda, is seen to the left a railing along the veranda to the right at the back from the end of the veranda a flight of steps leads down to the garden below tall old trees in the garden spread their branches over the veranda and towards the house far to the right in among the trees a glimpse is caught of the lower part of the new villa with scaffolding round so much as is seen of the tower in the background the garden is bounded by an old wooden fence outside the fence a street with low tumble-down cottages evening sky with sunlit clouds on the veranda a garden bench stands along the wall of the house and in front of the bench a long table on the other side of the table an armchair and some stools all the furniture is of wicker work mrs zolness wrapped in a large white crepe shawl sits resting in the armchair and gazes over to the right Shortly after, Hilda Wangel comes up the flight of steps from the garden. She is dressed as in the last act and wears her hat. She has in her bodice a little nosegay of small common flowers. Mrs. Zolnis turning her head a little. Have you been round the garden, Miss Wangel? Hilda. Yes, I have been taking a look at it. Mrs. Zolnis. And found some flowers, too, I see. Hilda. Yes, indeed. There are such heaps of them in among the bushes. Mrs. Zolnis. Are there really? Still? You see, I scarcely ever go there. Hilda. Closer. What? Don't you take a run down into the garden every day, then? Mrs. Zolnis, with a faint smile. I don't run anywhere nowadays. Hilda. Well, but do you not go down now and then to look at all the lovely things there? Mrs. Zolnis. It has all become so strange to me. I am almost afraid to see it again. Hilda. Your own garden? Mrs. Zolnis. I don't feel that it is mine any longer. Hilda. What do you mean? Mrs. Zolnis. No, no, it is not. Not as it was in my mother's and father's time. They have taken away so much, so much of the garden, Miss Vangel. Fancy, they have parceled it out and built houses for strangers, people that I don't know, and they can sit and look in upon me from their windows. Hilda, with a bright expression. Mrs. Zolnis. Mrs. Zolnis. Yes? Hilda. May I stay here with you a little? Mrs. Zolnis. Yes, by all means, if you care to. Hilda moves a stool close to the armchair and sits down. Hilda. Ah, here one can sit and sun oneself like a cat. Mrs. Zolnis lays her hand softly on Hilda's neck. It is nice of you to be willing to sit with me. I thought you wanted to go into my husband. Hilda. What should I want with him? Mrs. Zolnis. To help him, I thought. Hilda. No, thank you. And besides, he is not in. He is over there with his workmen. But he looks so fierce that I did not dare to talk to him. Mrs. Zolnis. He is so kind and gentle in reality. Hilda. He? Mrs. Zolnis. 
You do not really know him yet, Miss Vangel. Hilda looks affectionately at her. Are you pleased at the thought of moving over to the new house? Mrs. Zolness, I ought to be pleased, for it is what Halvard wants. Hilda, oh, not just on that account, surely. Mrs. Zolness, yes, yes, Miss Vangel, for it is only my duty to submit myself to him. But very often it is dreadfully difficult to force one's mind to obedience. Hilda, yes, that must be difficult indeed. Mrs. Zolness, I can tell you it is, when one has so many faults as I have. Hilda, when one has gone through so much trouble as you have. Mrs. Zolness, how do you know about that? Hilda, your husband told me. Mrs. Zolness, to me he very seldom mentions these things. Yes, I can tell you I have gone through more than enough trouble in my life, Miss Vangel. Hilda looks sympathetically at her and nods slowly. Poor Mrs. Zolness. First of all, there was the fire. Mrs. Zolness with a sigh. Yes, everything that was mine was burnt. Hilda. And then came what was worse. Mrs. Zolness looking inquiringly at her. Worse? Hilda. The worst of all. Mrs. Zolness. What do you mean? Hilda. Softly. You lost the two little boys. Mrs. Zolness. Oh, yes, the boys. But you see, that was a thing apart. That was a dispensation of providence, and in such things one can only bow in submission. Yes, and be thankful, too. Hilda. Then you are so? Mrs. Zolness. Not always, I am sorry to say. I know well enough that it is my duty, but all the same I cannot. Hilda. No, no, I think that is only natural. Mrs. Zolness, and often and often I have to remind myself that it was a righteous punishment for me. Hilda, why? Mrs. Zolness, because I had not fortitude enough in misfortune. Hilda, but I don't see that... Mrs. Zolness, oh, no, no, Miss Vangel, do not talk to me any more about the two little boys. We ought to feel nothing but joy in thinking of them, for they are so happy, so happy now. No, it is the small losses in life that cut one to the heart, the loss of all that other people look upon as almost nothing. Hilda lays her arms on Mrs. Zolness's knees and looks up at her affectionately. Dear Mrs. Zolness, tell me what things you mean. Mrs. Zolness, as I say, only little things. All the old portraits were burnt on the walls, and all the old silk dresses were burnt that had belonged to the family for generations and generations, and all mother's and grandmother's lace, that was burnt too, and only think, the jewels too, sadly, and then all the dolls. Hilda, the dolls? Mrs. Zolness, choking with tears, I had nine lovely dolls. Hilda, and they were burnt too. Mrs. Zolness, all of them. Oh, it was hard, so hard for me. Hilda, had you put by all these dolls then, ever since you were little? Mrs. Zolness, I had not put them by. The dolls and I had gone on living together. Hilda, after you were grown up? Mrs. Zolness, yes, long after that. Hilda, after you were married too? Mrs. Zolness, oh, yes, indeed so long as he did not see it, 
but they were all burnt up poor things no one thought of saving them oh it is so miserable to think of you mustn't laugh at me miss wangel hilda i am not laughing in the least mrs solness for you see in a certain sense there was life in them too i carried them under my heart like little unborn children dr herdal with his hat in his hand comes out through the door and observes mrs solness and hilda dr herdal well mrs solness so you are sitting out here catching cold mrs solness i find it so pleasant and warm here to-day dr herdal yes yes but is there anything going on here i got a note from you mrs solness rises yes there is something i must talk to you about dr herdal very well then perhaps we had better go in to hilda still in your mountaineering dress miss wangel hilda gaily rising yes in full uniform but to-day i am not going climbing and breaking my neck we two will stop quietly below and look on doctor dr herdal what are we to look on at mrs solness softly in alarm to hilda hush hush for god's sake he is coming try to get that idea out of his head and let us be friends miss wangel don't you think we can hilda throws her arms impetuously round mrs solness's neck oh if we only could mrs solness gently disengages herself there 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 he comes doctor let me have a word with you dr herdal is it about him mrs solness yes to be sure it's about him do come in she and the doctor enter the house next moment solness comes up from the garden by the flight of steps a serious look comes over hilda's face solness glances at the house door which is closed cautiously from within have you noticed hilda that as soon as i come she goes hilda i have noticed that as soon as you come you make her go solness perhaps so but i cannot help it looks observantly at her are you cold hilda i think you look cold hilda i have just come up out of a tomb solness what do you mean by that hilda that i have got chilled through and through mr solness solness slowly i believe i understand hilda what brings you up here just now solness i caught sight of you from over there hilda but then you must have seen her too solness i knew she would go at once if i came hilda is it very painful for you that she should avoid you in this way solness in one sense it's a relief as well hilda not to have her before your eyes solness yes hilda not to be always seeing how heavily the loss of the little boys weighs upon her solness yes chiefly that hilda drifts across the veranda with her hands behind her back stops at the railing and looks out over the garden solness after a short pause did you have a long talk with her hilda stands motionless and does not answer solness had you a long talk i asked hilda is silent as before solness what was she talking about hilda hilda continues silent solness poor alina i suppose it was about the little boys hilda a nervous shudder runs through her then she nods hurriedly once or twice solness 
she will never get over it never in this world approaches her now you are standing there again like a statue just as you stood last night hilda turns and looks at him with great serious eyes i am going away Zolnus sharply going away hilda yes Zolnus but i won't allow you to hilda what am i to do here now Zolnus simply to be here hilda hilda measures him with a look oh thank you you know it wouldn't end there Zolnus heedlessly so much the better hilda vehemently i cannot do any harm to one whom i know i can't take away anything that belongs to her Zolnus, who wants you to do that hilda continuing a stranger yes for that is quite a different thing a person i have never set eyes on but one that i have come into close contact with oh no oh no ugh Zolnus, yes but i never proposed you should hilda oh mr Zolnus, you know quite well what the end of it would be and that is why i am going away Zolnus, and what is to become of me when you are gone what shall i have to live for then after that hilda with the indefinable look in her eyes it is surely not so hard for you you have your duties to her live for those duties Zolnus, too late these powers these these hilda devils Zolnus, yes these devils and the troll within me as well they have drawn all the life blood out of her laughs in desperation they did it for my happiness yes yes sadly and now she is dead for my sake and i am chained alive to a dead woman in wild anguish i i who cannot live without joy in life hilda moves round the table and seats herself on the bench with her elbows on the table and her head supported by her hands hilda sits and looks at him a while what will you build next Zolnus shakes his head i don't believe i shall build much more hilda not those cosy happy homes for mother and father and for the troop of children Zolnus, i wonder whether there will be any use for such homes in the coming time hilda poor mr Zolnus, and you have gone all these ten years and staked your whole life on that alone Zolnus, yes you may well say so hilda hilda with an outburst oh it all seems to me so foolish so foolish Zolnus, all what hilda not to be able to grasp at your own happiness at your own life merely because someone you know happens to stand in the way Zolnus, one whom you have no right to set aside hilda i wonder whether one really has not the right and yet and yet oh if one could only sleep the whole thing away she lays her arms flat down on the table rests the left side of her head on her hands and shuts her eyes Zolnus turns the armchair and sits down at the table had you a cosy happy home up there with your father hilda hilda without stirring answers as if half asleep i had only a cage Zolnus, and you are determined not to go back to it hilda as before the wild bird never wants to go into the cage Zolnus, rather range through the free air 
hilda still as before the bird of prey loves to range Zolnus lets his eyes rest on her if only one had the viking spirit in life hilda in her usual voice opens her eyes but does not move and the other thing say what that was Zolnus, a robust conscience hilda sits erect on the bench with animation her eyes have once more the sparkling expression of gladness hilda nods to him i know what you are going to build next Zolnus, then you know more than i do hilda hilda yes builders are such stupid people Zolnus, what is it to be then hilda nods again the castle Zolnus, what castle hilda my castle of course Zolnus, do you want a castle now hilda don't you owe me a kingdom i should like to know Zolnus, you say i do hilda well you admit you owe me this kingdom and you can't have a kingdom without a royal castle i should think Zolnus, more and more animated yes they usually go together hilda good then build it for me this moment Zolnus, laughing must you have that on the instant too hilda yes to be sure for the ten years are up now and i am not going to wait any longer so out with the castle mr Zolnus. Zolnus, it's no light matter to owe you anything hilda hilda you should have thought of that before it is too late now so tapping the table the castle on the table it is my castle i will have it at once Zolnus, more seriously leans over towards her with his arms on the table what sort of castle have you imagined hilda her expression becomes more and more veiled she seems gazing inwards at herself hilda slowly my castle shall stand on a height on a very great height with a clear outlook on all sides so that i can see far far around Zolnus, and no doubt it is to have a high tower hilda a tremendously high tower and at the very top of the tower there shall be a balcony and i will stand out upon it Zolnus involuntarily clutches at his forehead how can you like to stand at such a dizzy height hilda yes i will right up there will i stand and look down on the other people on those that are building churches and homes for mother and father and the troop of children and you may come up and look on at it too Zolnus, in a low tone is the builder to be allowed to come up beside the princess hilda if the builder will Zolnus, more softly then i think the builder will come hilda nods the builder he will come Zolnus, but he will never be able to build any more poor builder hilda animated oh yes he will we too will set to work together and then we will build the loveliest the very loveliest thing in all the world Zolnus intently hilda tell me what that is hilda looks smilingly at him shakes her head a little pouts and speaks as if to a child builders they are such very very stupid people Zolnus, yes no doubt they are stupid but now tell me what it is the loveliest thing in the world that we too are to build together hilda is silent a little while then says with an indefinable expression in her eyes 
Castles in the air. Zolness. Castles in the air? Hilda nods. Castles in the air, yes. Do you know what sort of thing a castle in the air is? Zolness. It is the loveliest thing in the world, you say. Hilda rises with vehemence and makes a gesture of repulsion with her hand. Yes, to be sure it is. Castles in the air, they are so easy to take refuge in, and so easy to build, too. Look scornfully at him, especially for the builders who have a, a dizzy conscience. Zolness rises. After this day, we two will build together, Hilda. Hilda, with a half-dubious smile. A real castle in the air? Zolness, yes, one with a firm foundation under it. Ragnar Brovik comes out from the house. He is carrying a large green wreath with flowers and silk ribbons. Hilda, with an outburst of pleasure. The wreath! Oh, that will be glorious! Zolness, in surprise. Have you brought the wreath, Ragnar? Ragnar, I promised the foreman I would. Zolness, relieved. Ah, then I suppose your father is better. Ragnar, no. Zolness, was he not cheered by what I wrote? Ragnar, it came too late. Zolness, too late? Ragnar, when she came with it he was unconscious. He had had a stroke. Zolness, why then you must go home to him. You must attend to your father. Ragnar, he does not need me any more. Zolness, but surely you ought to be with him. Ragnar, she is sitting by his bed. Zolness rather uncertainly. Kaya? Ragnar looking darkly at him. Yes, Kaya. Zolness, go home, Ragnar, both to him and to her. Give me the wreath. Ragnar suppresses a mocking smile. You don't mean that you yourself? Zolness, I will take it down to them myself. Takes the wreath from him. And now you go home. We don't require you today. Ragnar, I know you do not require me any more, but today I shall remain. Zolness, well, remain then, since you are bent upon it. Hilda at the railing. Mr. Zolness, I will stand here and look on at you. Zolness, at me? Hilda, it will be fearfully thrilling. Zolness in a low tone. We will talk about that presently, Hilda. He goes down the flight of steps with the wreath and away through the garden. Hilda looks after him, then turns to Ragnar. I think you might at least have thanked him. Ragnar. Thanked him? Ought I to have thanked him? Hilda. Yes, of course you ought. Ragnar. I think it is rather you I ought to thank. Hilda. How can you say such a thing? Ragnar, without answering her. But I advise you to take care, Miss Vangel, for you don't know him rightly yet. Hilda ardently. Oh, no one knows him as I do. Ragnar laughs in exasperation. Thank him when he has held me down year after year, when he made father disbelieve in me, made me disbelieve in myself, and all merely that he might, Hilda, as if divining something, that he might, tell me at once, Ragnar, that he might keep her with him. Hilda, with a start towards him. The girl, at the desk. Ragnar, yes. Hilda, threateningly, clenching her hands. That is not true. You are telling falsehoods about him. 
Ragnar. I would not believe it either until today, when she said so herself. Hilda, as if beside herself. What did she say? I will know, at once, at once. Ragnar. She said that he had taken possession of her mind, her whole mind, centered all her thoughts upon himself alone. She says that she can never leave him, that she will remain here where he is. Hilda, with flashing eyes. She will not be allowed to. Ragnar, as if feeling his way. Who will not allow her? Hilda, rapidly. He will not either. Ragnar. Oh, no. I understand the whole thing now. After this, she would merely be in the way. Hilda. You understand nothing, since you can talk like that. No. I will tell you why he kept hold of her. Ragnar. Well, then, why? Hilda. In order to keep hold of you. Ragnar. Has he told you so? Hilda. No, but it is so. It must be so. Wildly. I will. I will have it so. Ragnar. And at the very moment when you came, he let her go. Hilda. It was you. You that he let go. What do you suppose he cares about strange women like her? Ragnar reflects. Is it possible that all this time he has been afraid of me? Hilda. He? Afraid? I would not be so conceited if I were you. Ragnar. Oh, he must have seen long ago that I had something in me, too. Besides, cowardly, that is just what he is, you see. Hilda. He? Oh, yes, I am likely to believe that. Ragnar. In a certain sense, he is cowardly. He, the great master builder. He is not afraid of robbing others of their life's happiness, as he has done both for my father and for me. But when it comes to climbing up a paltry bit of scaffolding, he will do anything rather than that. Hilda. Oh, you should have seen him high, high up, at the dizzy height where I once saw him. Ragnar. Did you see that? Hilda. Yes, indeed I did. How free and great he looked as he stood and fastened the wreath to the church vane. Ragnar. I know that he ventured that once in his life, one solitary time. It is a legend among us younger men. But no power on earth would induce him to do it again. Hilda. Today he will do it again. Ragnar scornfully. Yes, I dare say. Hilda. We shall see it. Ragnar. That neither you nor i will see hilda with uncontrollable vehemence i will see it i will and i must see it ragnar but he will not do it he simply dare not do it for you see he cannot get over this infirmity master builder though he be mrs zolness comes from the house onto the veranda mrs zolness looks around is he not here where has he gone to ragnar Mr. Zolness is down with the men. Hilda. He took the wreath with him. Mrs. Zolness, terrified. Took the wreath with him? Oh, God! Oh, God! Brovik, you must go down to him. Get him to come back here. Ragnar. Shall I say you want to speak to him, Mrs. Zolness? Mrs. Zolness. Oh, yes, do. N no, no. Don't say that I want anything. You can say that somebody is here and that he must come at once. Ragnar. Good. I will do so, Mrs. Zolness. He goes down the flight of steps and away through the garden. Mrs. Zolness. Oh, Miss Vongel, 
You can't think how anxious I feel about him. Hilda, is there anything in this to be so terribly frightened about? Mrs. Zolness, oh, yes, surely you can understand. Just think if he were really to do it, if he should take it into his head to climb up the scaffolding. Hilda eagerly, do you think he will? Mrs. Zolness, oh, one can never tell what he might take into his head. I am afraid there is nothing he mightn't think of doing. Hilda, aha, perhaps you too think he is, well, Mrs. Zolness, oh, I don't know what to think about him now. The doctor has been telling me all sorts of things and putting it all together with several things I have heard him say. Dr. Herdal looks out at the door. Dr. Herdal, is he not coming soon? Mrs. Zolness, yes, I think so. I have sent for him at any rate. Dr. Herdal advancing. I am afraid you will have to go in, my dear lady. Mrs. Zolness. Oh, no. Oh, no, I shall stay out here and wait for Halvard. Dr. Herdal. But some ladies have just come to call on you. Mrs. Zolness. Good heavens. That, too? And just at this moment? Dr. Herdal. They say they positively must see the ceremony. Mrs. Zolness. Well, well. I suppose I must go to them after all. It is my duty. Hilda. Can't you ask the ladies to go away? Mrs. Zolness. No, that would never do. Now that they are here, it is my duty to see them. But do you stay out here in the meantime and receive him when he comes? Dr. Herdal. And try to occupy his attention as long as possible. Mrs. Zolness. Yes, do, dear Miss Vongel. Keep as firm hold of him as ever you can. Hilda, would it not be best for you to do that? Mrs. Zolness, yes, God knows that it is my duty, but when one has duties in so many directions. Dr. Herdal looks towards the garden. There he is, coming. Mrs. Zolness, and I have to go in. Dr. Herdal to Hilda, don't say anything about my being here. Hilda, oh no. I dare say I shall find something else to talk to Mr. Zolness about. Mrs. Zolness, and be sure you keep firm hold of him. I believe you can do it best. Mrs. Zolness and Dr. Herdal go into the house. Hilda remains standing on the veranda. Zolness comes from the garden up the flight of steps. Zolness, somebody wants me, I hear. Hilda, yes, it is I, Mr. Zolness. Zolness, oh, is it you, Hilda? I was afraid it might be Alina or the doctor. Hilda. You are very easily frightened, it seems. Zolness. Do you think so? Hilda. Yes. People say that you were afraid to climb about on the scaffoldings, you know. Zolness. Well, that is quite a special thing. Hilda. Then it is true that you were afraid to do it. Zolness. Yes, I am. Hilda. Afraid of falling down and killing yourself. Zolness, no, not of that. Hilda, of what then? Zolness, I am afraid of retribution, Hilda. Hilda, of retribution? Shakes her head. I don't understand that. Zolness, sit down and I will tell you something. Hilda, yes, do, at once. She sits on a stool by the railing and looks expectantly at him. Zolness throws his hat on the table. You know that I began by building churches. Hilda nods. I know that well. Zolness. 
for you see i came as a boy from a pious home in the country and so it seemed to me that this church building was the noblest task i could set myself hilda yes yes Zolness, and i venture to say that i built those poor little churches with such honest and warm and heartfelt devotion that that hilda that well Zolness, well that i think he ought to have been pleased with me hilda he what he Zolness, he who was to have the churches of course he to whose honor and glory they were dedicated hilda oh indeed but are you certain then that that he was not pleased with you Zolness scornfully he pleased with me how can you talk so hilda he who gave the troll in me leave to lord it just as it pleased he who bade them be at hand to serve me both day and night all these all these hilda devils Zolness, yes of both kinds oh no he made me feel clearly enough that he was not pleased with me mysteriously you see that was really the reason why he made the old house burn down hilda was that why Zolness, yes don't you understand he wanted to give me the chance of becoming an accomplished master in my own sphere so that i might build all the more glorious churches for him at first i did not understand what he was driving at but all of a sudden it flashed upon me hilda when was that Zolness, it was when i was building the church tower up at lisanger hilda i thought so Zolness, for you see hilda up there amidst those new surroundings i used to go about musing and pondering within myself then i saw plainly why he had taken my little children from me it was that i should have nothing else to attach myself to no such thing as love and happiness you understand i was to be only a master builder nothing else and all my life long i was to go on building for him laughs but i can tell you nothing came of that hilda what did you do then Zolness, first of all i searched and tried my own heart hilda and then Zolness, then i did the impossible i know less than he hilda the impossible Zolness, i had never before been able to climb up to a great free height but that day i did it hilda leaping up yes yes you did Zolness, and when i stood there high over everything and was hanging the wreath over the vein i said to him hear me now thou mighty one from this day forward i will be a free builder i too in my sphere just as thou in thine i will never more build churches for thee only homes for human beings hilda with great sparkling eyes that was the song that i heard through the air Zolness, but afterwards his turn came hilda what do you mean by that Zolness looks despondently at her building homes for human beings is not worth a rap hilda hilda do you say that now Zolness, yes for now i see it men have no use for these homes of theirs to be happy in and i should not have had any use for such a home if i had had one with a quiet bitter laugh see that is the upshot of the whole affair however far back i look nothing really built nor anything sacrificed for the chance of building nothing nothing the whole is nothing hilda 
then you will never build anything more zolness with animation on the contrary i'm just going to begin hilda what then what will you build tell me at once zolness i believe there is only one possible dwelling place for human happiness and that is what i am going to build now hilda looked fixedly at him mr zolness you mean our castles in the air zolness the castles in the air yes hilda i am afraid you would turn dizzy before we got halfway up zolness not if i can mount hand in hand with you hilda hilda with an expression of suppressed resentment only with me will there be no others of the party zolness who else should there be hilda oh that girl that kaya at the desk poor thing don't you want to take her with you too zolness oh was it about her that alina was talking to you hilda is it so or is it not zolness vehemently i will not answer such a question you must believe in me wholly and entirely hilda all these ten years i have believed in you so utterly so utterly zolness you must go on believing in me hilda then let me see you stand free and high up zolness sadly oh hilda it is not every day that i can do that hilda passionately i will have you do it i will have it imploringly just once more mr zolness do the impossible once again zolness stands and looks deep into her eyes if i try it hilda i will stand up there and talk to him as i did that time before hilda in rising excitement what will you say to him zolness i will say to him hear me mighty lord thou mayst judge me as seems best to thee but hereafter i will build nothing but the loveliest thing in the world hilda carried away yes 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 zolness build it together with a princess whom i love hilda yes tell him that tell him that zolness yes and then i will say to him now i shall go down and throw my arms round her and kiss her hilda many times say that zolness many many times i will say hilda and then zolness then i will wave my hat and come down to the earth and do as i said to him hilda with outstretched arms now i see you again as i did when there was song in the air zolness looks at her with his head bowed how have you become what you are hilda hilda how have you made me what i am zolness shortly and firmly the princess shall have her castle hilda jubilant clapping her hands oh mr zolness my lovely lovely castle our castle in the air zolness on a firm foundation in the street a crowd of people has assembled vaguely seen through the trees music of wind instruments is heard far away behind the new house mrs zolness with a fur collar around her neck dr herdal with her white shawl on his arm and some ladies come out on the veranda ragnar brovik comes at the same time up from the garden mrs zolness to ragnar are we to have music too ragnar yes it's the band of the masons union to zolness the foreman asked me to tell you that he is ready now to go up with the wreath 
Zolness takes his hat. Good. I will go down to him myself. Mrs. Zolness, anxiously. What have you to do down there, Halvard? Zolness, curtly. I must be down below with the men. Mrs. Zolness, yes, down below, only down below. Zolness, that is where I always stand on everyday occasions. He goes down the flight of steps and away through the garden. Mrs. Zolness calls after him over the railing. But do beg the man to be careful when he goes up. Promise me that, Halvard. Dr. Herdal to Mrs. Zolness. Don't you see that I was right? He has given up all thought of that folly. Mrs. Zolness. Oh, what a relief. Twice workmen have fallen, and each time they were killed on the spot. Turns to Hilda. Thank you, Miss Vongel, for having kept such a firm hold upon him. I should never have been able to manage him. Dr. Herdal, playfully. Yes, yes, Miss Vongel. You know how to keep firm hold on a man when you give your mind to it. Mrs. Zolness and Dr. Herdal go up to the ladies, who are standing nearer to the steps and looking over the garden. Hilda remains standing beside the railing in the foreground. Ragnar goes up to her. Ragnar, with suppressed laughter, half-whispering, Miss Vongel, you see all those young fellows down in the street? Hilda, yes. Ragnar, they are my fellow students, come to look at the master. Hilda, what do they want to look at him for? Ragnar, they want to see how he daren't climb to the top of his own house. Hilda, oh, that is what those boys want, is it? Ragnar spitefully and scornfully. He has kept us down so long. Now we are going to see him keep quietly down below himself. Hilda, you will not see that, not this time. Ragnar smiles. Indeed. Then where shall we see him? Hilda, high, high up by the vein. That is where you will see him. Ragnar laughs. Him? Oh, yes, I dare say. Hilda, his will is to reach the top, so at the top you shall see him. Ragnar, his will, yes, that I can easily believe, but he simply cannot do it. His head would swim round long, long before he got halfway. He would have to crawl down again on his hands and knees. Dr. Herdal points across. Look, there goes the foreman up the ladders. Mrs. Zolness. And, of course, he has the wreath to carry, too. Oh, I do hope he will be careful. Ragnar stares incredulously and shouts, Why, but it's... Hilda, breaking out in jubilation. It is the master builder himself? Mrs. Zolness screams with terror. Yes, it is Halvard. Oh, my great God, Halvard, Halvard. Dr. Herdal. Hush, don't shout to him. Mrs. Zolness, half beside herself. I must go to him. I must get him to come down again. Dr. Herdal holds her. Don't move, any of you. Not a sound. Hilda, immovable, follows Zolness with her eyes. He climbs and climbs, higher and higher, higher and higher. Look, just look. Ragnar, breathless. He must turn now. He can't possibly help it. Hilda, he climbs and climbs. He will soon be at the top now. Mrs. Zolness, oh, I shall die of terror. I cannot bear to see it. Dr. Herdal, then don't look up at him. Hilda, there he is, standing on the topmost planks, right at the top. Dr. Herdal, nobody must move, do you hear? 
hilda exulting with quiet intensity at last at last now i see him great and free again ragnar almost voiceless but this is Im hilda so i have seen him all through these ten years how secure he stands frightfully thrilling all the same look at him now he is hanging the wreath round the vein ragnar i feel as if i were looking at something utterly impossible hilda yes it is the impossible that he is doing now with the indefinable expression in her eyes can you see anyone else up there with him ragnar there is no one else hilda yes there is one he is striving with ragnar you are mistaken hilda then do you hear no song in the air either ragnar it must be the wind in the treetops hilda i hear a song a mighty song shouts in wild jubilation and glee look look now he is waving his hat he is waving it to us down here oh wave wave back to him for now it is finished snatches the white shawl from the doctor waves it and shouts up to zolness hurrah for master builder zolness dr herdal stop stop for god's sake the ladies on the veranda wave their pocket handkerchiefs and the shouts of hurrah are taken up in the street below then they are suddenly silenced and the crowd bursts out into a shriek of horror a human body with planks and fragments of wood is vaguely perceived crashing down behind the trees mrs zolness and the ladies at the same time he is falling he is falling mrs zolness totters falls backwards swooning and is caught amid cries and confusion by the ladies the crowd in the street breaks down the fence and storms into the garden at the same time dr herdal too rushes down thither a short pause hilda stares fixedly upwards and says as if petrified my master builder ragnar supports himself trembling against the railing he must be dashed to pieces killed on the spot one of the ladies whilst mrs zolness is carried into the house run down for the doctor ragnar i, I can't stir a foot another lady then call to someone ragnar tries to call out how is it is he alive a voice below in the garden mr zolness is dead other voices nearer the head is all crushed he fell right into the quarry hilda turns to ragnar and says quietly i can't see him up there now ragnar this is terrible so after all he could not do it hilda as if in quiet spellbound triumph but he mounted right to the top and i heard harps in the air waves her shawl in the air and shrieks with wild intensity my my master builder end of act three recording by expatriate in bangor maine end of the master builder by henrik ibsen translated by edmund gossie eighteen forty nine to nineteen twenty eight and william archer